Oh, who's up for some advanced theory today? Let's go. Let's go. Let's have some advanced theory. Don't worry if you're new to Betfair trading. Advanced theory is still something you can wrap your head around. And I'm going to talk today about some advanced theory regarding, in particular, a strategy I've developed which is where I lay over 3.5 goals. Or to make it a bit simpler to understand, essentially it's the same as backing under 3.5 goals. What's advanced about this? What's what's different? What's special about what you're doing, Martin? This sounds like a bog standard thing, a bog standard strategy. Well, here's the thing. I'm actually using a filter that finds games that have teams that have had a lot of matches with over 3.5 goals. Oh, Martin, you're going for over 3.5 goals teams, but really you want it to be under 3.5 goals. Have you lost your mind? Have you lost your marbles? Maybe. I mean, I'm not sure I ever had it, but not in terms of Betfair trading, certainly not. So we're going to go through this today and we're going to explain why some of the best strategies you create or will create will actually be almost counter to what your brain will tell you will work with Betfair trading. And I'm going to explain the theory behind why and talk a little bit about some of the things some of the best traders in the world have told me over the years that I think is actually a bit of a secret source to Betfair trading that not a lot of people, I don't know if not a lot of people know about, but not a lot of people really take into account when they're trading. So what I'm going to start with is why did I develop a strategy looking for essentially under 3.5 goals, but using filters that find teams that score that have a lot of games where there's over 3.5 goals. I mean, this seems counterintuitive, right? Surely if you want somewhere, a game that's going to be under 3.5, you should look for teams that, where their matches have been under 3.5 goals. So the first thing that kind of made me do this strategy and, and kind of reverse engineer another strategy to create this one was Tomaz's under 1.5 goals lays. Now, this strategy initially what a lot of people don't know is that initially this strategy began its life as an over two over 1.5 goals back strategy but it performed so poorly that i did what i advise everybody does in that situation i flipped the strategy look if you find a strategy that is terrible for over 1.5 goals and suddenly, why not go for under 1.5 goals? Or if you're backing under 1.5 goals, why not go for over 1.5 goals? If it's doing that badly, why on earth not reverse it? Because in theory, if your strategy is so bad that when you're backing under 1.5 goals, which is what Tomaz's strategy was doing, sorry, it was backing under 1.5, not over then why wouldn't you lay under 1.5? Because surely that would make a profit. If, if the other side of the market was performing so badly, flip it and you should make money. Now, in a lot of cases, that is true. Because as long as you can beat the commission difference and a couple of ticks either way of you know having a back and lay, 
if your strategy is that bad, that shouldn't be a problem, right? Because I get people coming, ah, oh, my strategy is horrific, it's awful. I, I say, great, that's great. Because you've got a good strategy there. You're just on the wrong side of the market. Think differently, guys. Think differently. This is what pros do. This is how people become good at Betfair trading. If you think like everyone else, if you follow the crowd, if you're kind of a sheep to all the other mug punters out there, then you just become yet another mug punter. But when you start to think differently, when you start to really think the way a pro thinks and approaches the market, that's where you can have success. Tomaz's strategy has had huge success. I've been testing it since, I believe, maybe March, maybe April. So, I mean, you know... We're not a million miles off a year there. We're looking at, what, eight, nine months I've been testing that strategy now. And it's made a profit every single month. Now, I can't guarantee that's going to continue. I'd expect more variance at some point. But the reality is that a strategy that has made profit for a long time now came from completely the opposite side of the market. I'm going to tell you something that Richard Futter told me maybe 15 years ago. He said, take the market on. He said, take the market on. Do not follow the market. How do bookmakers make their money? See, people don't, people don't really think about this. But bookmakers basically make their money when favourites lose. Why is that? Because every... Mug punter wants to back a favourite. I'm not sure why, but they do. And they don't seem to care what odds they get. They just want to back the favourite. Because, well, you know, Man U. Man U playing Villa, they can't lose, can they? Yeah, they lost yesterday. <laughs> and that was odds on, I think. Oh, you know. Um, the Buffalo Bills, they're going to win the Super Bowl easily. Playing the Jets, they're going to that'd be an easy win. They lost. Bookmakers would have made a lot of money out of those outcomes, by the way. Bookmakers are rubbing their hands. The reason people lose at betting and trading a lot of the time is because they can't think outside the box to take on the market. They just want to do what they think is obvious so that, well, yeah, well, if I back Man United, I mean, they win most of the matches, right? So surely I'll make money. Well, no. And the reason is, it's all about the odds. And if you're not getting the right odds over time, you won't make money. Now, some of you guys might be sitting there thinking, oh, mine, come on, that's pretty obvious. I mean, that's just basic maths. Yeah, it is. But how many people actually think about that when they're trading? How many people think, are these odds beating the market? Or am I just falling into the trap of backing something that, yes, this, this match has a good chance of over 2.5 goals, but the odds are really short and everyone's expecting that. So where does my value come? Where's the value principle in that situation? This is exactly where my theory for why Tomaz's strategy is working as a counter strategy to his original one is that essentially the market is overpricing these results based on the fact that previous performance suggests this game should have a lot of goals 
So this is why, and this is kind of a caveat where I'll say, this is why I always use odds filters in my filters. So some people have said, I've even said, seen people say things like, yeah, but if it's going to win, why would you limit the odds? It's simple. You've got to have a minimum odds. Or if you're laying a maximum odds you lay out. Because otherwise, where's your edge? Where's your value edge? If you're just laying any odds or backing any odds, you're not getting value. Your, your first principle in any Betfair trading strategy has to be, where am I getting the value? Where is the value coming from? What part of this strategy is telling me that this is a value proposition? Right? So... I'm going to give you some examples from my own strategies here. And I'm actually going to start with do, 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 my over 2.5 goals strategy that I use at the moment. It's incredibly basic. okay? But I'm going to show you how simple it is to start with this value principle. okay? So this strategy, all I look for is teams that have had 65% over 2.5 goals in their last 10 matches. Okay? 65%. Remember that, right? So around two thirds. Now, what odds would it be if you were looking at, let's just say it's 66.6%. Yeah. What odds would I need to break even in that situation if I was backing over 2.5 goals? I would need odds of 1.50. So here's the genius of what you can do. And this is where our Betfair software comes in handy on betfairtradingcommunity.com. If you don't use the football software and you're a football trader, you really are missing out because this is what this is basically what changed the game for a lot of traders, including myself on football, in terms of creating strategies that we actually think there's a good chance this will be successful. My next filter is this: Betfair odds have to be 1.65 or above. Okay, let me repeat that. Betfair odds have to be 1.65 or above. Why is that important? Well, if the odds should be around 1.5 at the most, and I'm getting odds of 1.65 at the least, remember my average will be a lot higher, but this is just the minimum I'll take, then I'm getting 15 ticks in hand. I'm getting value. On principle, I should be getting value in this scenario. And I've tested this strategy for a few months and it's done It's done well. Now, it might need a little bit of tweaking and things further down the line. But, as is currently, the strategy has done well. Because it comes from a solid foundation of, I'm looking for value, here's my value, Here's my workings. Very simple, right? It's not, it doesn't have to be super complex, does it? I'm just looking for games where the teams have over 2.5 goals two thirds of the time, and I'm getting 1.65 plus odds. You know, that's a value. That is your value situation. Now, actually, on this strategy, the minimum odds I use now are 1.75 on the same strategy. So I'm getting an even greater edge in theory, okay? So there are very easy ways, if you're using software, to create strategies that have a clear edge. But the key is to have the odds involved. 
if you don't have the odds involved, you're essentially fishing. You know, if I took the odds out of the strategy and then went, right, all I'm looking for is teams that have over 2.565% of the time. Well, what if then the odds are 1.3 for over 2.5? If I back at those odds, in theory, I, I could be into negative equity. I could be in a situation where I'm backing at odds that are way too short for the percentage of games that they've had over 2.5 goals. So again, the odds matter. If you take the odds filter out and you're just betting on them randomly, well, you're going to get pretty random results, I'd imagine. Um, maybe break even. If, if you're lucky, you might break even. That's the thing. Okay, so let's look at this over 3.5 goals lay strategy that I've created. Now, I looked at what Tomaz had done on his. And... On this, I'm going for over 3.5 goals 40% of the time or more, right? So quite a high percentage of these teams will have over 3.5. Over 2.5, 65% or more. A match has played 10. Home goal attempts for 10, greater than 10. Away goal attempts for greater than 10. Overall goal attempts per goal, so... How many shots on goal before they score a goal? Less than seven. And then bet fair odds. Well, my minimum odds for this, sorry, my maximum odds to lay are 3.5. Um, but on the filter I've put four just so I can get the games that are close to 3.5 and check whether they would actually qualify or not on bet fair. But basically, the theory here is that I should get teams that are really expected to score over 3.5 goals. But it's not easy to score over 3.5 goals, even if you do it regularly. And the real key is, not even that, the real key is this. I know that at these odds, the bookmakers are going to slightly overrate these teams. I had two odds-on selections this weekend. I had, I had a few other selections. But... Two in particular that interested me. One was Man City playing against... Oh my God, I can't even remember who they played. Was it Fulham? Might have been Fulham. And Feyenoord. I'm not sure who they played either. I really should have just brought the sheet up. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. The point is this. I had two odds-on selections. Odds on for over 3.5. Do you know how hard it is to have four goals in a match and unregularly? For it to be odds on in any context is a little bit ridiculous. Okay. Neither of them had 3.5 goals. One of them winning would have been great. They both won. Feyenoord had two goals. Man City had three. And that was because of a bit of a you know, dubious light, late penalty. But it's interesting, right? This strategy has done well in testing. And all I've done essentially is part replicate what Tomaz did with his strategy in the fact that I'm looking for teams that are going to be overrated by the market. And here we go. Here's a situation where the bookies are going, oh, look, they've had loads of goals. Well, let's just make the price really short. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to lay then because I can't wait to lay at those odds. You know, 
I'll put it this way. You fancy a game for goals. You go to Betfair. They're over 3.5 goals or to 1.85. You're not taking it, are you? You're not taking those odds. It's just... It, I mean, it boggles the mind to me sometimes, the, the odds that you get on these things. And then, you know, it just works. That's the thing. It just works. Again, I could have reverse engineered this, tested it out, and it doesn't work at all and gone, oh, that's a shame. I'll do something different. There's lots of different things I can test out. But this just seems to work. And with Tomaz's strategy, it's genius because people people look at it and go, I don't get it. How? Why is it making money? Like I look at the filter and he's looking for games where teams have under 1.5, 40% of the time, under 2.5, 65% of the time. I say, yeah, but think about it. If a team has that many under 1.5s, what do you think the bookies are going to do? They're going to put the odds in way too far so that in general, the odds are too short. Now, you will lose a lot of trades on these strategies. Of course you will. But you will win a lot more than you lose. Because it's not difficult to have two goals in a match. I've seen some of the most boring matches in the world have two goals. Right? Just think about it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Let's think. So, I mean, not a great example because I don't really trade cup football. But England-Italy in the Euros final. Right? Pretty turgid stuff, very defensive. They only really got a bit attacking when Italy went for it, when they were 1-0 down for a little while. Then they got 1-0 and decided they didn't want to go for it anymore. And it got to full-time 1-1. That game had two goals, yet it was pretty slow. A pretty slow affair, right? Now, again, cup football's not great for this, but league football, on the other hand, can be. Now, these strategies thrive on that. What's the other thing I do with strategies later down the line? Well, when I've got a lot of data, the other thing I do is I do restrict certain leagues. This seems to work quite well with football strategies. Um, probably similar to horses. If you've got enough data, removing negative courses is worth doing. And, you know, if you've got, let's say you've got leagues that are really... Let's say for the over 3.5 goals, lays. If I've got leagues that are really, really high scoring, then maybe they aren't ideal for this. Or maybe they are because that's where the odds come in. Um, so we'll see. But it's interesting, right? A bit of advanced theory today. We're essentially trying to take the market on. This is what you should be thinking about doing if you're a Betfair trader. Think about how can I be different to the guy who walks into Betfred with his tenner and backs it because he just can't see it losing. He doesn't care what the odds are. How can I be different to that because that guy is not looking for value. I am a value hunter. That is what you are. You are value hunters. Never, ever forget that, okay? Seriously, if you want to get good at Betfair trading... Never forget that value will be your best friend because it works. In the long run, it works. People sometimes don't believe it, but it does. All right, guys, hope you have a great week. And most importantly, make some money when you're trading on Betfair this week.